What's going on, everybody? Welcome to There It Is. I'm your host, Audrey Paul, and soon we're about to get into it. Welcome back, y'all. I am your host, Audrey Paul, and before we get into our magnificent guest that we have today, we're gonna go over to Corvell for the joke of the day. What's a personality trait of a bad marketer? Being anti-social. All right, also of course, anti-social is the worst trait to have. Many of you should know that, but you know who knows that the best? Owner of Lanyap Prime, Emery Holtzclaw. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I am good. I am good. It is great to have you on the show today. Thanks for having me. We are going to go a little bit further back and then kind of work our way to how you got where you are right now. Okay. So if you want, I like to talk about back in like the teenage years. Okay. Let's go back. What, what were you like back then? What were you doing? Um, well, I was in high school. <laughs> True. <laughs> and I would say that um, I, I liked to be involved in, in high school, and I, I remember being part of, you know, FBLA and student council and, and things like that. And so, um, you know, I think, I mean, I'm old. You're asking me a question to remember that are my kids' age now. But, um, you know, I remember, you know, setting up for the school dances and, and orchestrating pep rallies and, you know, working with teams to, to see those things and make sure that everybody's having a good time while we learn, so. So, of course, I mean, not probably many of our audience knows, but I know, and that's the reason I kind of went back that far. So, have you always been extrovert or are you introvert? How do you feel about yourself? What do you think? Um, I think it depends on your definition okay. of extrovert. I think when, you know, someone says, I'm an extrovert and I like to jump out of planes. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Emory's not jumping out of planes. <laughs> like, let's be within reason here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm always the one that'll raise my hand and say that I'm willing to help and, and um, always um, love working with other people. And, um, but I think that there, there is a time that I, and I've learned this in my, as I've become older, is that I do have to move into an introvert zone, I guess you could say, in order for my mental capacity to be where it needs to be and just to, to reset. I get that because you do so many things mm -hmm. and hearing that you were so involved back in the teenage years with high school and stuff, was there any vision to what you're doing now? Because you're right now even involved with so many different things. You know, I think that at that age, I had no idea that it could be like that when you grew up, you know, I don't think that I ever thought um, or it was taught that that's something that could happen when you get older is you could be involved in, you know, bigger organizations and give back to the greater good. I think, you know, back then you're just taught you need to get a job and work and and make a living and make a family or whatever you're doing with your life. Um, you know, so I don't think that the way it's ever panned out is the way that I saw it. Um, however, I'm really glad that it's panned out that way. I'm really happy um, that I'm still able to do the things I love. And um, it, it, it took some years to get to that, but, um, and, and trials and tribulations, but I think that that's, 
you know, just what makes us stronger on the other end. So, I mean, back then I wanted to be choreographer for Janet Jackson. I mean, Ooh. you know, I, <laughs> you know, I don't, I wanted to be an attorney or an architect. I wanted to do a lot of things, but and none of that is, is what I'm doing today. <laughs> but you are still doing a lot, doing yeah. quite a bit, quite a bit. And we'll get into that. But before we get there, I want to fast forward just a little bit from the teenage years okay. to college years. You went to BIPC, correct? I did. Okay. I did. Um, I was at Louisiana Tech for a small portion of time, and I didn't do so well, and came home, and um, then later on decided that I was going to go to community college at Bossier Parish Community College, and I really enjoyed my time there. I just, I have a business degree from there, and um, I went at night while I worked at the day, uh, during the day, and I was a single mom at the time, so I had a lot of family help um, to, to allow me to go at night and, and get my education. Takes a village, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, gain knowledge that way, but then you also gained a little bit of knowledge for what you're doing now through, is it Eventbrite? Well, um, yeah, so I think that came much later, but um, I do have three certifications from Eventbrite, and they're free certifications. I encourage anybody that's in the marketing field to look those up, or if, you know, um, the event marketing piece is what they have now. and. Um, it's very informational and, and by taking that certification course it opened doors for me to speak at different organizations like Prowl and then the Prowl um, in Alexandria and then I was hired back at Bipsy to teach about event marketing and so that it opened some board doors that I didn't know it was going to open and uh, but very valuable information. And you said it yourself those were free certifications right? Right that you took mm -hmm. just trying to better yourself correct what you're doing and then they open doors to other things right though they were free correct and and uh, they're so informational and and they take time i mean just like any other certification nobody's just going to give you a piece of paper i mean i guess you could pay for it but um you know it, it took time and i'm a note taker and so like i'm writing down every single note it's like Emory, you don't really have to do that these days but um I can go back to something and be like, oh, well, this is, you know, what I learned here and this is how I can apply it in my daily life now. And so I, I just finished the third one um, recently, like within the past three months. And so the other two were a few years ago, like pre-COVID. But um, I, I just saw that, you know, Eventbrite was on the forefront of um, hosting online events, having a ticketing platform. and you know, if they were offering a free certification, why not take it? Exactly, yeah. And then you talk about uh, writing stuff down, and remember, I do that all the time. I feel like it helps me remember even more. It does, for me it does. Yeah. I mean, that just shows what kind of student I was or student you were, you know, like, I better write that down or it's not happening. I still have a huge planner and if and I write things down in it and if it's not in there, it's not happening. I know. Like, oh, Emory, you're going to the event? It's not my planner. No. <laughs> it's not happening. It's not happening. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, all right, we, we've we got into a little bit of the, the background. Right now, I think you've been uh, in so many different things, but one of the things that pops out to me is you're vice president of membership. Now, what, what is that and where is that? So, um, I'm currently the vice president of membership and awards through the Public Relations Association of Louisiana. Okay. Northwest chapter, so that encompasses Northwest Louisiana. Mm -hmm. 
and I do serve uh, on the state level um, for Louisiana's uh, PROW board. And so it's an organization that um, helps marketing and PR um, leaders just learn and grow more work together and um, showcases um, the good they do in their work. So, And doing that, because a lot of these things that you're talking about that kind of is incorporated in what you do and what your business is about. Do you feel like what you do and what your business is about is really mentoring others? Or how, how, does, how did you get there specifically? Well, um, I, I don't think I'd be where I'm at today without people mentoring me. And so I, I have found in the past few years that um, whether I know it or not, I, I end up mentoring other people. And it, it, to me, it just looks like friendship. But, um, you know, if I've made an impact in somebody's career life by, you know, giving them tips and tricks and tools for the trade, then, you know, then we all benefit, right? Like, you know, a prosperous city and a prosperous community looks like us all working together. That's true. What about the board of directors for Providence House? How did you get into that? Uh, Vernie Howard uh, called me one day and just said that um, she would um, like for me to, um, I think it was her and, and Birch Molly um, that uh, reached out and said that they had, you know, a position open on the board. And I'd, I'd, and so I looked into it and, and um, I was on that board, I think, two years, a year or two years. So, yeah, it just it was a different way to give back. And it was at a time where I had just done a very long stint with the Young Professional Initiative, about almost 10 years. And um, it was time for me to let the other people take the reins and me to find something new. And so um, it was new and it was fun and I met some great people and, um, you know, I have a great relationship with Vernie now and love what they do over there. Would you say that not just networking, but actually making and building relationships has been one of the successful pieces of where you are right now? It's the successful piece. Okay. It is. There's nothing more important than the relationships that we build. And, I don't, you know, uh, I'm, I've always been, I think, in the core to my character, um, friendships um, and relationships are very important and meaningful to me. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that that has uh, been very beneficial to me in my career. I like that. I remember the first time we met, we were, we were actually... Uh, introduced through a mutual friend. Mm -hmm. I think we sat, so we met at Starbucks. Mm -hmm. I think we sat and we talked for, what, two? Two hours, two and a half hours, yeah. 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 And it's just really because of the aura and the personality that you have. I see why you have built all these different relationships and you have come as far as you have just from your personality. I mean, it's just easy to sit down, I mean, right now, and just talk to you. Well, thanks. I, I mean, I appreciate that. And I mean, I think, you know, my jokes <laughs> led, the, led the conversation. That did. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> well, but we, we were introduced through someone that I feel like mentors me. Really? And so, and she's fantastic. And, and I mean, I look at her as a friend now, but, at, at, you know, and I have a career relationship with her. But um, I also think that, 
you know, she watches out for me and I, you know, I'd send things her way and I, you know, it, it, it has to be a reciprocal relationship too. Like you can't be the one that gives and gives and gives and there's nothing in, in return. Now, you know, that's fine and dandy if it's a donation or whatever, but you have to be receiving something, you know, whether that is you feel good about what you're doing or, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying like, it, it can't be a one-sided relationship. It needs to, to go both ways. Exactly, and I would agree. I, I feel uh, Dr. Flowers is definitely a mentor to me as well. Um, she is fantastic and a great person. So reciprocating, yes. Um, and a lot of those things specifically, I would, I would agree, very give and take. Sometimes more give, mm -hmm. sometimes more take, depending on exactly what's going on. Uh, I talk to a lot of people and they feel like, well, some of the people that I talk to, they feel like um, you shouldn't give first. How do you feel about that? I, I, I don't know that I agree just because I think it's in my nature just to give. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, um, you know, if you can lend that hand, why don't you? why do you have to be asked why can't you you know I mean it's kind of like when it's like son did you do the dishes no you didn't ask me to well didn't you see they needed to be done <laughs> true but you didn't ask me like, right but you didn't ask me like I shouldn't have to you should take that initiative and and help and so if I have the the means to do it then yeah I mean and I, I have to restrain myself I can't I, I think one of my first big girl boss Miss Daniels was like, oh, here comes Gentry. That was my last name at the time. Here comes Gentry trying to save the world. Um, <laughs> and I can't save the world. I can't. But I can do what, with what's in my power to do to help better the things around me. I mean, you say you can't. I can't. I cannot save the world. You, it could start with you. Why not? I mean, it could, I guess. I mean, and you know, it ripples into other things. I mean... But I can, I can save my, my piece of the world, you know, that, I mean, yeah. So what else is going on specifically right now with you? Well, um, so we just had a great 19th Annual Highland Jazz and Blues Festival. Um, so we are um, in retreat and final report mode through the end of the year. Um, and we'll start planning for the 20, 20th um, festival in 2024. I'm super excited about that. Um, we just finished up Red River Revel, and um, so that is obviously nine days of um, adult summer camp uh, <laughs> for those of us that work on it. Um, and, and it's a great time. Uh, it is. It's. It's one of the best things I've ever done. Honestly, I mean, you know, if you're an event planner, that, that's your dream, right? Is to put on a nine-day festival, and hopefully, it's successful. And 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 it is. And you know, it's um, an award-winning, it's it's just an amazing time to see our community gather together in the name of the arts. Yeah. And so, um, you know, that's that's fun. Um, I can't say that it doesn't wear on you and, and um, trying to re-engage um, my brain in general, just <laughs> in general, like I'll look at my computer and be like, nope, not working today, not today. 
Um, so, <laughs> uh, and of course we finished up 13 weeks of the Shreveport Farmers Market over the summer and then we went into Highland, then we went into the Rebel and not all of those are connected, but I'm the connection there. And then um, we have Brew this weekend, which is a partnership between Red River Rebel and Mudbug Madness. And so we put that event on together as a fundraiser. A lot of people don't know that, they just think it just happens, but um, it's an actual fundraiser for both of those festivals. And then um, I'm lucky enough to judge the Katrinas at the Day of the Dead Festival next weekend. Um, so super excited about that. Me and um, me and Vita had met about um, some opportunities earlier this year, and I'm like, you should do a Day of the Dead Festival, and she ran with it. Yeah. So um, happy to play a small part in that. And then um, gearing up for the Independence Bowl. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm happy to say that I am working with the foundation to host their um, fan fest this year and which is free to the community okay. I want to go ahead and plug that now um, and so even if you don't have a ticket to the actual bowl um, a great way to just come out and support um, and kind of you know greet out-of-towners and support the bowl in general is just to come out to the free fan fest and there's food trucks and a DJ and a band and kids games and all that good stuff yeah so all those different things, mm -hmm. so many events, all this stuff that you're doing, mm -hmm. I want to know how that ties in specifically to Lanyap Prime. Well, Prime is an acronym for Public Relations, Integrated Marketing, and Events. Okay. And so, um, you know, it depends on what, you know, for Highland Jazz and Blues, I do the events, I do the PR, I do the marketing. For the Revel, I help with the event. And I do, I'm their director of marketing, so I do their marketing and I help schedule all the PR stuff for that. Um, basically, it's a lot of event planning and a lot of event consult, uh, consulting. I mean, we're, I'm already planning into 2024 right now. Um, my husband, that we just got married New Year's Eve, he was like, we haven't taken a honeymoon. I was like, I'm sorry. No, I know. So, um in our defense we were looking for a house first but um and when he said it to me this weekend I was like oh sorry um well matter of fact I'm gonna interrupt you right there so somebody had a birthday just what was that yesterday uh Jason my husband had a birthday Saturday okay. and then my youngest son Trevor had a birthday the Sunday before mm -hmm. so it is this also the season of birthdays yes and then going right into Thanksgiving and Christmas, whoo, like right. nonstop. It is kind of nonstop. I think, you know, once we hit November, I'm usually, I mean, this is the first year to work with the bowl, but usually I'm kind of coasting until about March, okay. maybe February. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, um, with any business, you want it to grow and evolve, and calendars change. That's true. Yeah. Well, with growing and with evolving, you have to get a team. Who's your team? How does that work? Well, um, this year I was, um, well, let me back up and say, teams hire me to be a part of their team. Um, I don't, it's not a one woman show and I don't want it to be. Um, I work with some amazing people on different teams, whether they be staff members, board members, volunteers, like it takes a village. Um, and so I'm, I'm fortunate enough to work with amazing teams. And um, 
the way that I just kind of in, like introduce it is I'm just going to be an extension of your team. And, you know, tr I, I would hope they treat me as such. And so um, with that being said, I, I mean, I feel like that happens with all my clients. But this year um, I was fortunate enough to get 318 Restaurant Week and work with the uh, Visit Shreveport Bossier to put that event on. And I couldn't do it by myself, and I recognized that, which is good for my control freak, inner control freak, to recognize you need help. And so I hired my really good friend, Jana, and that worked out very good. We worked very well together, and um, I've already hired her to help me with 318 Restaurant Week next year, and we're planning something else in the, probably in 2025. Oh, something else? Something else. Nope. Nope. Mm -mm. I'm not. <laughs> I am not putting that out in the atmosphere um, uh, for someone to to listen on here and be like, what happened? You know, like no. time happens. But, um, it, you know, if it does happen, it will be something that this this community doesn't already have. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. I'd rather partner with people that have great events and maybe the – you know, some skills I have can help better it. You touched on it a little bit. Uh, one thing I want to get into, because I know you're always doing stuff, you even admitted to, you have not taken your, um, you and your husband haven't gone yeah. yet. Yet, the, yes. that's a yet, right. Okay. right. So how do you find time for you specifically? You know, um, I will say that that is something that is not a strong suit of mine at all. Um, and then when my burnout is there, it's real. And I had to come to grips with that last year, and I just started seeing a counselor. I mean, I'm, I'm very open about mental health, and, um, you know, I'm happy that I found a counselor that can help me navigate through those rough waters, and um, I, I like massages, and I like to get my nails done. Today I got my hair done, and so, um, you know, to me those are quiet times. Um, and when in a in a industry in a world that is very loud, mm -hmm. in general, whether it's phone ringing or emails or, you know, running back and forth and music or whatever, whatever, in an industry that is so loud and you have to be on all the time, um, just those little things, taking time out to get those things done, are important to me. And there was a time where I couldn't do those things, and I'm blessed to be able to do them now. Um, I also really like road trips, and so um, that is one thing that, you know, recently in counseling, I was, it, it was, it was a thing with my, my husband, and he was like, where do you want to go? I'm like, I don't care. I don't care where we go. Let's just go, and um, he couldn't wrap his brain around, like, where does she want to go, <laughs> and um, I talked to my counselor about it, and, and come to find out from years and years of traveling with my father, um, on road trips, it was what calmed me down. And so um, just, you never know what the mental health um, is, how it's gonna help you. And it, I didn't ever, I, I didn't know how to voice that. Like I didn't know how to voice it to my husband. Like, I don't care where we go as long as it's with you. Just knew you liked it. I just knew that I liked it. And so now that we've dug a little deeper, I can say, I need, I need this to, to reset. And so um, I might just take a drive in the country, I don't have time for that, but um, <laughs> you gotta make time. Right? We're going, we're we're doing a road trip and and doing the LSU game in a few weeks, and I'm looking forward to that. And um, 
you know, sometimes it's just like, let me sit at my house and do nothing. Like, nothing at all. Right. Like, I don't know what that looks like a lot, but <laughs> sometimes that's what it looks like. I really love college football, so I might, like the weekend after Revel, I was like, I'm not moving from this couch. Yeah. I'm watching college football from 8 a.m. until like midnight, there and that's go. all I did. So, okay, watching college football, who's your team? LSU. Oh, okay, no doubt, huh? No doubt. <laughs> uh, what I want to do for certain is commend you in the strength that you have to actually seek out mental health for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people suffer in silence mm -hmm. because they're fearful on, I guess, what outsiders would think. The perception. The perception, you're right, on how that looks. Um, how it might make them feel, sort of anxious, something like that. But definitely want to commend you for putting it out to the audience and to others um, that you did take that step to help yourself and practice your self-care, which benefits not only you, but also the people around you. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, if I'm not my, if I'm not 100%, I can't give that to anybody else either. And so it makes me unbearable to deal with and um, no team wants, you know, that, that negative energy. So with all those things that you've done, you were top six finalists. You know what I'm getting at? Mm -hmm. Okay, top six finalists for the inaugural Virginia K. Sheehy Most Influential Woman Award. How did you feel about that? Um, that was the inaugural year, so the first year, and to have a young professional as in myself's name, I was in my thirties, um, alongside of Margaret Sheehy and so many other women that have had years and years of, you know, things that they've done for this community. I, I, I hope that other young professionals saw that could be me too, or that could be them too, you know. And so, um, it was it was a very distinguished honor. It really was. Just sitting here talking to you and talking to you and knowing you before, I could tell that you kind of feel like you do all things, all these things, but you have to do more. I feel that you feel. Like, it's never enough. It's never enough. Why do you think that? It's not. There's more to do. There's always something more to do, and I could always do it better. Okay. And um, that could be a personal flaw. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, I'm a workaholic, and I actively admit it. Um, but, um, yeah, you could always do more. You could always give more. You could always... Um, you know, there's always something else. There's always something else that, it, you know, but I, I do feel like, just like when I, when my time was over at the Shreveport Job Corps Center, I felt like there was nothing else, I, that I left it in good hands. Not that there was nothing else I could do, but I had done everything in my power to leave it in a better spot than I found it. And that's how I felt when I left YPI. I left it in a better spot than I found it. And here we are, I think my last year with them was in 2016. Okay. And I mean, it's been what, out of seven years? Mm -hmm. And it's still trucking along. And so, um, 
yeah, I mean, if, if you do something that, and you feel that you've left it in a better place, so then it's time to move on. If you, you know, if you feel like you've not done enough, well then figure out what that enough is and do it. And I'm glad that you said that you felt like you left it in a better place. I did. Okay. Because you have done so much. I mean, top six, that's, that's huge, right? Especially saying who all was there with you. Oh, yeah, Paula Hickman and, and oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, I was just like, imposter syndrome is setting in. I should not be here. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. Why would you feel like this when you see all these things that you're doing? I mean, magnificent stuff. You shouldn't feel like that at all. Well, I don't, I don't personally feel like anything I do is magnificent. I feel like I do what I can for the betterment of our community. And I don't feel like that's always enough. Um, but I do what I can. And, and, you know, I think one thing that I realize now, um, looking back on it, is I answer the call. And I think that's really important to me is, do you answer the call? When, uh, when the Revel reaches out and says, we're 100 volunteers short, can you just give four hours of your time? You know, if I wouldn't have answered that call 10 years ago and just volunteered at the Revel for four hours, would I be in the position with them that I am now? Where, you know, that's how I met them, is through volunteering. And so, what happens when you answer the call? What doors does that open? Or does it just make you feel good about what you've done for the community? Um, and, you know, if we don't, if we don't reach out and answer those calls, the things that we love about this community will go away. And that's any community, that's just not this one. Okay. What would you say, and I think you touched on it a little bit already, but what do you say you owe your success to? If you could pinpoint it on this one thing, because I know there's many and it's probably hard to make it that one, but if you could, what would that one thing be? I don't know because I don't know that I would consider myself successful. I mean, but that's part of my imposter syndrome and that's the drive that keeps me to trying to do better all the time. And so um, I'm happy with where I'm at in my business. And, um, you know, I do feel like, um, you know, I have certain business goals that I achieve and, um, I think that um, just having good people around me helped me succeed. And, and, but that goes back to what we talked about was the relationships that you build um, are the relationships that, uh, you know, help you open different doors. And so um, I think that, honestly, if I had to pinpoint anything, um, my relationships are the most important. I'm glad you said that. I would ask you right now, Somebody coming up that's trying to do the exact same thing that you're doing in your field, um, what advice would you give them? They're just starting out. Talk to your doctor about anxiety medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Mine works wonders. <laughs> um, no, for real. <laughs> Find a mental health counselor. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> I. I do, I could not get by without my anxiety medicine <laughs> and um, I, or my mental health counselor. But, you know, I just feel like taking those opportunities, get involved, um, go volunteer, you know, go sling beers for four hours. What's it going to hurt? What were you going to do anyway? You know, 
Um, you never know who you're going to meet. You can meet your next husband or wife doing this. You know, I mean, I, I, Cohab is a, you know, is one of them. So one of my clients, Cohab, they have a chili cook-off every year. And there was a guy that's a chef and he was new in town. And he felt like it was, because it's kind of like chili potluck. It's not like a real chili cook-off. And he was like, I'm just going to bring my dish and, and see if people like it. He met his wife there. <laughs> just you never know. from bringing a pot of chili. Like you never know what things are going to lead to. And, and, you know, I have seen people meet, you know, their best friend or I've seen people find the career of their dreams just by a connection they made at a networking social. And um, I have seen um, people who only volunteered for the organization for years then become the executive director of the organization. And if they didn't have that knowledge of what a volunteer goes through, how would they know really how to run it as well? And so um, take those opportunities um, to do that. I mean, that that's, to me is important. And, and the free certifications that you can get, you know, do those, do the things that's gonna make you shine better. And then you gotta outwork everybody else. That, that's the answer. You have to outwork. You have to want it. If you could be remembered for one thing, what would you want that one thing to be? I hope that people remember I was kind. I'm not always kind, but <laughs> I hope that at the end of the day, people remember that I was kind. And, and I try to be. I'm not always, but... Um, you can't be, right? Like somebody's got to take charge and lead. And sometimes people don't like your answers. But I hope if people say, I knew Emery and she was just so kind. Like then I hope that they, uh, I hope people know I, I gave as much as I could while I was here and while I could. Okay, I think so. I think so. Bad to the bone. Right, that was an easy one. You can yeah. the first one. Alright, now it's going to get harder. Here's the second song. Oh, um. It's like painted black. Good job. Like. <laughs> Good job. Okay. Alright. So you already got two out of three. You're winning. But this is the last and final song right here. I'd rather go blind. What? Give me some. Okay. Yes. I think you might be the first person that got all three. <laughs> Very good. Very good. So. And within a short amount of time. I'm also very competitive. We haven't touched on that today. Goodness. Well, it showed. It showed. Definitely. I want to say thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing everything. Sharing your pathway to success, so to speak, in what you're doing now. Um, I was upset to hear the imposter syndrome because that is not the case. These have been absolutely magnificent, different events that you have put on. And we've been at some of them and recorded some of them. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I receive that. Let me say I receive it. Thank you. Thank you. So right now, I'd like you to look into this camera 
and tell the audience where they can find you. Um, at Festival Plaza. Online. <laughs> 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 where can you find me at Festival Plaza? Um, <laughs> most days. Um, before we do that, can I just say one thing that you said that if somebody wants to do this and what they should do, remember that this is not a pretty job. Like I need everybody to know that I very rarely wear makeup anymore. I put this on five minutes before I got here. And um, you know, it's hot, it's sweaty, it's cold, it's rainy, and it's not about you. It's about the people you bring together. And so if you're doing it for you, you're in, you're, it's not gonna work out. So, but to find me, um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Emory at Holtz Claw. And you can also find me on Facebook. You can find my business on Facebook at Lanyap Prime. So that's it. Thank you so much. Thank you. There it is. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. <laughs> and there it is. Oh.